0: we love horror movies from the 70s and 80s and we watch them for two days straight and then we go write a book now we're looking back at every title one at a time in this podcast that we put out monthly once we've had an episode for every movie it's time to meet up for another shock marathon Oh yeah, the red light is red, which means we're we're recording a an exciting December episode of uh the Shock Marathon's podcast. I'm Matt Farley here with Charlie Roxburgh. Greetings. Ava Scalzo. Hi. And Tom Scalzo. Hello. Let's get into it. Um long time coming. Long time coming. <laughs> one of uh it's been Yeah, one of our all-time decades. One of my one of my all-time faves. Um Silent Night Deadly Night part 2. And it starts off um with Ricky smugly smoking a cigarette in in this um this the uh, meeting room I guess in the insane asylum. Uh the orderly walks in to deliver the tape recorder. Even for um 1987, that's a pretty <laughs> uh, big piece of equipment we're we're dealing with there. Wouldn't you say, Charlie?
1: Charlie? Oh yeah. I mean it yes yes i would say it is quite large and i would i i would also
0: you would also what
1: <laughs> i saw you doing some technical difficulties no, 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 no. no you're good i'm gonna say real quick before we move on too much all the looks in this beginning are fantastic oh. Yeah. You guys get—I mean, it's like a foreign film with all the weird vibes in the air and the looks. It's just a masterpiece <laughs> of uh, staging and acting and the whole thing. You're just like, oh man, what's gonna happen next? That guy's staring that guy down, and this guy—what's he looking at? And it's when just the, curious and creative and fantastic.
2: Oh, uh, when the orderly when the orderly like waves his finger at Ricky, he doesn't do like it's like a, not a normal thing. Like normally, like you kind of like. Waggle your finger a little bit. He like matumbo. Whole arm movement. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like no. He's even pointing. It's, it's like so his, his
3: finger is set. Is
2: not. Yeah. No. no human has ever done that to another.
1: He, the orderly is underrated in film history yeah.
3: because he
1: he really delivers. Yeah, he does. And he was right. He was right to not trust
0: Ricky. So yeah, like we say, there's a lot of back and forth between Ricky and it. Like Charlie says, it's all said just with with looks and um. From, from the mom, uh, opening moment, just like, man, Ricky, what a character. What great expressions. And just so much can be said with just eyebrows and, and sneering. He just exudes badness in every way. And he's not uh, – the character's not trying to hide it, and and the actor's not trying to hide it either. Charlie.
1: And uh, just real quick, in a lot of uh, movies with asylums, the people act so um, troubled – and they're doing this kind of thing. He's just, like, tough, and he's jokey, and there's something about him that uh, makes it different from almost every other 80s horror movie I've seen where the person in the asylum is more of an artsy, whimsical crazy. This guy's just, he's his own, he's like a cartoon character, but in a great way, you know? It's something we've never seen before.
3: And, well, And the thing that's so surprising is that he's like, you know, he's this, he looks like this very confident jock type, you know, he's got, he's like big and brawny and he's clean shaven and he's got like the hair that's perfectly styled. And so like, not at all. Like again, I hadn't, so this is my first time ever seeing this movie. So I didn't have any context as to who this person was in the asylum. And I don't know that they say that his name for a good while, there because it's mostly silent and lots of it look exchanging. so at first I'm like I don't even know where we are situated right because it's this room and then I figure out like oh they're going to interrogate him but I was like but it's got it can't be pres- like he can't be in jail because he's got no handcuffs hmm. so there was like a lot of like me f- figuring out what was kind of happening but like one one of the things that made it even harder to figure out was the fact that like this guy did not seem like an, a typical prisoner or, you know, inmate of asylum or, you know, like there was no easy way to place him.
0: There's mm. nothing typical about Ricky. In, um...
1: <laughs> in media race, you just boom, here you go. Asylum. Yeah. Yes. yeah, Figure it out. Yeah. Figure out these looks. <laughs> Figure it out, and it's so good. It's it's like it plays like lightning. It's like so fast. It's never boring. You're just like, oh my gosh, they're all one upping each other with looks, and amazing.
0: <laughs> In walks the doctor Henry Bloom, who tells the orderly, "You can leave now." The orderly, uh, you know, does not seem to approve, and uh, the doctor just says,
1: "Now." <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That was great. people
1: just snap at each other you've already you just sat down to watch this movie and in the first couple of minutes people snap at each other with an unholy fury <laughs>
0: so he introduces himself to ricky who in- immediately um swears at him so again ricky is just badness personified but it's like this uh cartoonish 1950s um badness you know like if, if a kid was going to dress up as a thug from 1955, sort of. Like, the attitude that comes with that. I, 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 I don't know if I explained it properly, but yeah. uh, anyway. The doctor explains that he's Ricky's last chance. Ricky starts yelling at him. The orderly comes back in, but the doctor um, sends him away yet again. Sit down, Ricky, the doctor says. This Dr. Bloom is no nonsense. And the date appears on the screen. It's December 24th. I'm just saying, I, I, you know, maybe pick a different day to conduct (laughs) the interview, you know? It's like (laughs) in Halloween, they're always moving Michael on uh, October 30th, you
1: know? (laughs) He's trying to push
0: Ricky's buttons. (laughs) Okay. Yeah.
3: Well, it's funny, too, because, like, the the doctor obviously had a case file, so he would have known the significance (laughs) of the
2: date. So,
3: like, this is not...
2: it's it's a a surprise it's a poor choice
0: (laughs) Uh, foolish uh doctor wants to know ricky's story beginning with who killed ricky's parents so we get a flashback to baby ricky in the car with mom dad and brother billy okay so uh listeners probably know this everyone knows this silent night deadly night two consists of uh ample flashbacks to part one and a lot of people rip on the movie for it i applaud the movie for it there's no need to watch part one. We get all the best parts of that movie. And then we only need half of... The writers of part two only have to write half a great movie. And and you put it all together and you have the, <laughs> the perfect movie. But question, Charlie. Was there a baby in part
1: one? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I was thinking that myself, Farley. I imagine that. Yeah. I, I don't remember.
0: I don't think so. The way you look at it with the shots wa- of the baby yeah. on the mom's lap... Um,
1: you didn't insert later.
0: It's so always inserts. It. You never see the baby other than those tight insert shots of uh, of the baby in the mom's lap. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Tom, do you remember? Yeah.
2: Uh, shots from part
0: one. In part one, is there even a Ricky? Is my question. Uh. I think it's just Billy and the mom and dad in part one. And for part two, they just did these a couple tight inserts of a baby on mom's lap and that was the yeah. extent of it. I I, I should have done the research and I apologize. Well no, there's some shots in there's
2: Yeah. There's a there's a shot of of the baby in in a car seat in this one though.
0: But that could have been an insert as there's, well. I don't think you ever it seen that. It could have been. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's a it's a it's a minor point, but I know that the directors did do some subtle additional edits um throughout the flashbacks mm. to help with the uh, continuity of the of the part 2 story. And they do a great job like this is seriously a fantastic um, work of art and craftsmanship by the people who made it. Um, and it's so easy to just laugh at it and be like, oh, what a dumb movie sequel. But it's like these guys added um, it, um, life and verve and comedy and excitement to this uh, kind of all. I don't know. I don't like part one at all. I think part one just feels
1: grimy it's and much gross. much grimier. Yeah. yeah you're kind of you're kind of getting it tempered a little bit here by this Ricky, you know.
0: Yes. So anyway, I was just part- curious about anyone any listeners yeah. out there. My number is 603-644-0048. Let me know. It was the baby in part 1? Tom, what do you got?
2: I was just say- I was just saying like we- we'll get back to it at the end more when we discuss, but I feel like the part 1 it had more more of an arc and I feel like the the flashbacks do make for kind of an unevenness in terms of like a plot in this one, but it doesn't take away from some of the fun, but you know what I mean? Like in terms of like an actual story arc, this one isn't, doesn't really have one.
3: Yeah. Well, I look. mean, so I, I'm the only one who's watching this for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my take was I, I was concerned on Twitter when I discovered that we were watching part two of this movie. Cause I was like, Oh my God, is it necessary For me to have seen part one well question answered no clearly not necessary for me to have seen part one (laughs) very obviously these flashbacks pretty much are the probably only the interesting parts of part one um however taken the way they all come together upon you like it's a lot of horribleness and like a lot of weird boob shots
0: yeah, they yeah. saved. They, they um, saved every one of those. They did and, not waste one.
3: <laughs> um, and I think the other thing that I mean, there's that. Then I, you know, like the other comment I wanted to make was uh, regarding the continuity. It's like they maybe did an okay job, except that they did a terrible job with these characters' ages.
4: Oh yeah. Um,
3: and it's the difference between Billy and Ricky. Mm -hmm. because when you see them in the car at first like (laughs) billy is supposed to be what seven except
1: seven they say
3: four-year-old yeah (laughs) and then there's like a six-year age difference so then when they flash forward to later on where billy is 18 or whatever ricky's supposed to be 11 except it looks like he's only six
1: Uh, In a low-budget movie like this, it's it's a little bit off, but it's kind of fun to feel your your buttons sort of being pushed. You could sense that they're trying to fix things, and it's kind of like, oh, my gosh, that's fantastic. They thought that would actually work, you know? And sometimes it really does. Sometimes it doesn't. And you're right. I I didn't think a ton about the ages except for the part where they show Ricky – and we're gonna to get to this, but at seventeen, <laughs> and then at eighteen, and they decided to use a different actor one year later. That was crazy, <laughs> and they actually go out of their way to say his age at multiple points. But yeah. you're right about those about the youngsters. That's it's a little funky, but I it's love, also yeah. uh, delightful. I love *Intermediate*, Ricky,
0: and th- going way <laughs> back to a point made by uh, Tom about story arc. Um, look, I mean, this is like changing um plot plot at like story arc is an antiquated concept is what i'm telling you tom and Ah. and these guys um realize that realize that they realized this in 1987 when they were making this movie and that's how forward thinking they are uh regarding story arc all right just had to like
2: like modal jazz
0: yes Uh, (laughs) yes it really is all right um so, okay, so well, that was quite a tangent. Now let's focus on the plot. <laughs> so that night, they're still driving, and in the middle of the road is a Santa by, a, like, a car that seems to need, you know, he needs assistance, a guy dressed as Santa. wonder what this, I mean, this guy deserves his own movie, too, you know? Like, yeah. But anyway, they pull over to see if he needs help, and he pulls out a gun, shoots Dad, uh, rips off mom's shirt and slices her neck um, so I mean so that that's what causes Billy and I mean we gotta keep also factor in Ricky is telling this story you know and he was an infant when it happened you know so he he's just telling the story from what, what he's heard from um, from Billy you know which just all this convolutedness kind of adds to the fun too like Charlie said you know like Like, you're Mm. like, wait, how does he even know any of this, you know? Yeah, and you get even more of that later. Yep. (laughs)
3: Okay.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Doctor doctor wants to know about Ricky's stay at St. Mary's Orphanage. We see, and again, all the stories he has are about Billy, you know, because that's what the flashbacks are. They already have the footage, so they got to show that. So we see um, Billy's Christmas drawing, <laughs> 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 and he depicted Santa being stabbed and a reindeer with its head chopped off, and Mother, Su- Mother Superior is, ooh, no nonsense, huh? I mean, talk about tough love, Tom, huh?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, th- these kids have, have had a rough go, and, and she's not helping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, at, at every turn, where it, just a, like a little <laughs> hug or a little word of encouragement would have would have smoothed things over. It, you know, at every possible chance to make it worse, she does.
1: <laughs> yeah, You
3: know. It was only it was Sister Mary Magdalene who was the only only redeemable nun in that convent. I know she yeah. was
0: so caring, but uh, u- ultimately always overruled by by Mother Superior. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, that Sister Mary Magdalene later tells Billy he can come out of his room after he's been sent to his room. And as, on his way out, he, um, he, he hears some moaning and, and sees two, uh, two people involved in the physical expression of love. And um, this gives him flashbacks to when his mom was violated by Santa Claus. And then Mother Superior barges in and starts whipping the, um, the lovemakers. So, I mean, th- we're just adding psychological problems on top of psychological problems for poor Billy. I mean, the kid never had a chance.
3: No, he really didn't.
1: Um, And, and here we get the punish kind of, you know, instilled. It's going to play out more. Yeah. Like you said. It's but, not uh, subtle. Not subtle. No. Nor, and
0: we
2: don't want nice, it to uh, be. <laughs> there's a nice connection in um, House on Sorority Row there, too, you know, with the the, the den mother, or the house oh, mother, yeah. Very good, attacks yeah. the lovers, and then
0: the ah, son yeah. is
2: watching that, too.
0: Sheesh, good point. Yeah. Wow. Outside, uh, Mother Superior explains that those two were being naughty and were deserving of the punishment, and then she spanks uh, Billy because he left his room, even though the other nun said he could. Sheesh. Yeah, not yeah. cool. Uh, back in the present day, the doctor asks if Ricky has dreams. <laughs> what does Ricky say?
2: I don't sleep. That's right.
1: <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's like Arnold 80s like one-liners, but from the, the B-movie version, and it's just, they're great.
0: <laughs> and then a great segue, but Billy had terrible dreams, which Mother Superior handled by tying Billy to the bed. Sheesh, the huh. poor kid. All right, next we see Mother Superior forcing Billy to visit a guy dressed as Santa. <laughs> <laughs> and then Billy punches him and runs away. Oh,
1: bravo for that scene. The, the staging and everything. The little kid throws a throws like a haymaker, can I call yeah. it that? He threw it like yes. a he winds up and it looks real and he connects with Big Santa's chin. Down yeah. down goes Santa. <laughs> it's like wow, it's fantastic.
3: And, and all of that was in the first movie?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: From what I heard in the commentary that I, I listened to years ago, they did do a number of little inserts, wh- like the baby, I think, but definitely, uh, uh, you know, other, because they wanted to tie Ricky into it. And I, I really don't think there's a Ricky character in part one. So, like, when they do that shot right. of, like, um, Billy dead in the, s- in the snow or whatever, then it cuts up. There's, like, a little jump cut before you see... Ricky watching because there was no Ricky uh, initially, I think. Anyway, um, we pause so the doctor can put a new tape in the recorder. Again, I mean, just get a regular little tape recorder at the drugstore and you yeah. got like some 90-minute tapes there. Um, we're, you know. But anyway... Um, now we're going to jump ahead to when Billy leaves the orphanage. Uh Mother Superior got him a job at a local toy store where he's dressed up as Santa. Again, Mother Superior. I I'm I was about to sh- say she has the best of intentions, but is, is she is she evil? Like does she yeah. want him? Does she what are her intentions, Tom?
2: I I don't know. I mean, maybe she's some psychological uh strategy, you know, to make him confront his fears or something, but I, I don't think she's that deep, you know. I think she's mean. She
3: <laughs> just mean. Just plain
0: yeah. mean. Yeah. Wow. She's
1: got problems.
0: So then we see a little girl on his lap as he's dressed as Santa and he he whispers that he'll severely punish her for being naughty, which causes her to settle down a bit, and then the parents are like, Oh, he's so good with children. <laughs> um and now it's a toy store uh, Christmas party. Um two employees sneak into the back room to get intimate. Billy's still dressed as Santa and quite disapproving of what he sees. Um, Mm -hmm. And then his boss says, you remember what Santa does on Christmas Eve, don't you? Just to, you know, further, like, hammer into poor Billy that it's time for him to go kill those people, you know? Again, he doesn't have a chance. So Billy goes to see what they're doing in the back room, and he sees that Andy is being way too aggressive with the lady. He tears her shirt off and starts forcing himself upon her. So what does Billy do? He strangles the guy with a string of Christmas lights. And um, the woman, not appreciative at all, huh, Charlie?
1: No, 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 no. She doesn't. You know, that it, it colors when we see uh, the later scene where right. the woman's appreciative. It's it's uh, <laughs> a nice yin and yang there. But no, she's not appreciative, and then she uh, pays the price. Yeah,
0: so he kills her, too. Um, what, with a crossbow? Is that right?
4: No, mm-hmm. uh, that
1: comes later with. Oh, the, then he kills uh... another
0: lady with a crossbow. What's the crossbow? The crossbow is a toy, like <laughs> yeah, a, a deadly toy that's next to like the He-Man. All right. so, Oh yeah, he just... kills the boss. Yeah, he kills the boss. The bo- and, yeah, they're selling oh. this like incredibly deadly uh, toy at the at the toy store. Um...
2: Good old days.
0: Next, Ricky's story takes us to the home of a couple who are getting intimate on a pool table. <laughs> so, just like keep this in mind. This is a story being told by Ricky, you know, of something that yeah. happened to his brother that Ricky, again, can only know from reading police reports at this point. Right.
3: But <laughs> yeah. right. yeah. well, we will soon discover why it would be impossible for Ricky to not yeah. have actually ever heard any of this first hint from <laughs> Billy.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he definitely didn't hear it from Billy. And, uh, oh, the details that Ricky's able to
1: provide for (laughs) us. The the wolf painting on the wall and (laughs) the artwork of the pool table, the the whole thing, yeah.
0: So, yeah, they're getting intimate on the pool table. Uh, They need to take a break so the woman can let the cat in. And Billy, (laughs) Billy just happens to be outside the door with the cat. And he comes in and punishes the woman by just, like, killing her with antlers that are displayed on the wall of the of the house.
2: Uh, antlers girl.
0: Antlers girl, uh, who won? She won best supporting actress for this in yeah. um, the original Shock December. So. Yeah,
2: we had low <laughs> low standards.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you think the antlers is a reindeer reference, or is it just whatever weapon he happened to find?
0: Mm. Uh, that's a good. I didn't think of it that far, uh, but you know, I think it was a nice added bonus to you know in, to the fact that they they had access to that to film with but yeah that's a good question i
3: mean i think there's something just that particular body placement was was especially well done but i think there is some added bonus to thinking i don't know if they really thought that far considering the other things that they missed thinking about but (laughs) you know let's give them some credit let's say yes
0: yeah let's go let's give it to them yeah Yes.
4: Okay,
0: <laughs> okay, but I mean, cool. Well, <laughs> what's Billy do? Like, Billy. Okay, Billy went on the killing spree of the toy store. Now he's just like checking in each house until he sees two people being intimate, yeah. right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Just. just and yeah. it
1: was not an attack either. When when, when he apparently g- gained interest in them, really, right? I mean, at least at the. I don't know how was long consensual, he was there for. Her, yeah, but,
0: it seems it was consensual. Uh, yeah. So there's it's just no mind, is, Yeah. He's he's uh, totally. Um,
1: Lost it. He's off the rails, yeah. All
0: right. So then the guy comes up, finds uh, Antler's girl on the wall. Uh, He hits Billy with a fireplace poker. Billy recovers and kills the guy and throws him out the window. Um, So then Ricky's story story then extends to the local police. (laughs) I like to imagine that he, like, he's... He tells the doctor the dialogue, like, and then the sheriff said to the, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> word for word, we watch two officers barge into a home and almost shooting an an innocent dad who was dressed as uh, Santa. Um, you know that they uh,
1: saw Charlie. Yes. Uh, why doesn't the dad know how s- Santa works? Santa doesn't yeah. go into the kids'
4: no. bedroom
1: and then lurk over them. Santa <laughs> goes. Down to the tree and leaves the presents. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a real cheat because yeah. the the that, the whole thing would be to not like wake up the kid if you're right. if you're trying to do this whole thing, and also not to like, you know, creep yeah, you over. Yeah. Or yeah.
0: well, if he wanted his daughter to see someone dressed as Santa, I mean he he could have just come through her bedroom door, you know? Cause yes. It, you know what I mean? The the window's completely unnecessary other than for the sake of the. To, so the cops would see it you know
1: but it's kind of delightful again i knew i knew they were in the wrong and i and i liked it kind of <laughs> <laughs> i thought that's so they just they didn't think or they or the andor they didn't care nor do i really right now.
0: yeah it's fine now okay now ricky's story mind you like you have to remind yourself periodically that all of this is ricky's story it it, it gets into the the details of a uh, a little feud be- be- between some some uh, sledders. And um, so there's two guys who are ready to go sledding and um, and then two bullies show up, um, Bob and Matt, and they take the sleds from the two guys w- and which turns out. So I guess presumably Billy's watching this and thinks they're naughty for having done that. Right. Yeah. OK. Right. Yeah. Yes.
1: They're bullies. He's, he
3: yeah. says something about not liking bullies or bullying right. is that nice or he says something. Yeah.
2: He's, yeah, yeah, he's he's the the moral compass.
3: Allegedly. <laughs> so
0: now, one of the bullies um, is going to go down on a sled, and uh, uh, by the way, I mean talk about age- the history of bullies. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> age discrepancy too. I mean, the the type of argument happening between these four guys, and the fact that then they go sledding, they they should all be eleven, right? like not yeah. but they all yeah. look about no. 25,
3: right? Exactly. <laughs> that was also very problematic. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and they just happened to be wandering through the woods in the middle of the night. Like, "Hey, look at the I want to go sledding. Let's get those sleds." Yeah.
0: And <laughs> and Billy happened to be there to witness it. Too. <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> and one of them says, "What if I hit a tree?" And then the, the other bully's like, "Just go." So then yeah. so then the other them bully them. follows and gets <laughs> his head chopped off. And that's when Ricky says Billy hated bullies. Um, yeah. Then we see Sister Margaret discussing the case so with the police officer. You just officer. remember, like,
2: like you just picture Ricky and Billy, like, sitting on the porch, ju- sipping lemonade. Like, yeah. and then there was a time <laughs> that I went into the woods and, <laughs> and this <guy> said, <laughs>
0: I wish, but they never I, even had that moment, because Billy I, died before he could tell Ricky.
1: I, I know, oh. I just... W- <laughs> It was all done in drawings, in crayon drawings. Like, chapter one, m- <laughs> me decapitating the letter. And it's like,
4: oh,
0: yeah. OK, now Billy makes it to the orphanage. Oh, or we think. We think it's, oh, this is tragic. This is so mm-hmm. tragic. We see a Santa Claus. It must be Billy, right? The, that's what the police mm-hmm. think. They shoot him right in front of the orphans. What a terrible mistake. It was the janitor. He does it every year. Okay. The Uh, orphans have just witnessed a Santa getting shot. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Note, (laughs) note that. Okay. Uh, now we follow a police officer as he explores some buildings on the grounds of the orphanage. Again, this is a story being told by Ricky, um, Billy. And then the guy, we follow his whole search through this dark, um, area. And then he comes up and Billy kills him with an ax saying, punish. um, and then Billy uses the bloody axe to chop off the head of a snowman, nice little touch there, huh Charlie,
1: yeah, keeping the Christmas uh feel going,
0: oh no, Billy is at the door of the orphanage. Keep in mind, the kids just witnessed santa a Santa getting shot, but um nevertheless, one of the kids goes up to the door to let him in because it's like it's Santa what do you know what what else am I gonna do and mother yeah. <laughs> Mother superior starts chanting, there is no Santa Claus i like <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I mean yeah. that's never established that that's a, a way to stop them, right, Charlie?
1: Not at all. and it's almost like something you would say uh against a supernatural menace right yeah. like there is no voodoo or these incantations won't work like yeah, right. there's tons of santas there's there's killer <laughs> Santas, there's handyman santas there's there's anything go anything could be going on, including the yeah. guy who's right there. Yeah. it's never is it's never established. she could have like. Grade or, or just said, Hey could've. Billy, hey Billy, this yeah, is my superior. Yeah. You know, yeah. to go to your room. His,
2: you his know. power doesn't power come from his, his costume. Yeah. You know? It comes from his hatred of her. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: it's the that the, I mean, when you think about it, what he is doing is basically an extension of her evil, right? Like she is the one who has like throughout his lifetime yeah. c- clearly um reinforced the idea that any sort of sexual or sort of wrong headed behavior is punished with some sort of physical like beating or, you know, like, and so, yeah. Okay. He maybe takes it a step further with the murder part, (laughs) but it's it's kind of a natural progression, right? Like,
4: Mm -hmm.
0: So yeah. now the poor orphans have to witness another Santa. This it feels like it's like <laughs> 20 minutes later. <laughs> and the fir- like the orphans are fine after the first Santa getting shot. They're back in the orphanage, you know, Enough just kind of like playing around the tree. Yeah. And
1: Maybe another one will come with with presents. Let <laughs> let them
0: in, you know? So Billy's shot. <laughs> uh Sister Mary Margaret, is that the the nice one? Is that the ni- Yeah, yeah um, she embraces Mary. the dying Billy. Yeah. Who says you're safe now? Santa Claus is gone, and then we get a little shot of Ricky who whispers uh, naughty. And again, I think that was added for part two. Um, now, now Ricky's story continues. So at this point, I don't know how many minutes in it is, but like we're no longer seeing clips from part one. At the at this point, now it's it's just its own movie. And yeah. um,
1: I, there was forty eight minutes left in the movie at that point. Okay. I I wrote down. That's when it becomes Ricky's story, pretty much. Interesting. All right. Yeah. So I mean And it's just like wow from then on. Yeah. So
3: according to the VHS it's eighty eight minutes. So right. that was forty minutes of film.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. pretty and I mean it's forty minutes and it's you know, there's still a lot of the interview between Ricky and the guy too. So, you know, um there's probably thirty minutes of clips. Obviously, more than what's recommended in most uh, <laughs> sequels.
1: <laughs> but I love it. Oh, it's so amazing, yeah. All
0: right, now Ricky's story continues. He's out of the orphanage, living with the family, the Rosenbergs. They don't celebrate Christmas. They treated him okay. We, we see some 16-millimeter footage of his happy childhood with them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the question is, like, what are we want? Like, I guess you just have to suspend your disbelief, but. Why, like, why the sixteen millimeter? You know,
1: Charlie. Yeah, I guess they just wanted to montage it quick. I just guess show so. Show he yeah. was happy. I don't even know why. Why show he's happy? Why show that? He bother show bother showing he was happy for a year or whatever it, when it was all going to fall apart yeah. anyway? But uh...
3: I don't know. Then we see. But what- it's okay. But it's weird because okay, the scene that comes up is like one instance of PTSD. And then allegedly, he has a perfectly good life, and he's really sad when you know that his stepfather dies, but we should maybe go in order. so
4: yeah,
0: yeah, but yeah, that's the next scene. It, where he sees some nuns and he gets nervous, but his mom's talking um to to somebody and and can't be bothered and then like uh, he sees the color red yeah <laughs> that was uh, great. Red. I like
1: those nuns in slow motion, you know it was it's yeah. this movie pushes okay. your buttons by saying, you know, what if everything that could be the worst thing at this point to happen to this these this kid happens yeah. and it does and it's hilarious. it's like in *The Naked Gun*, when when the marching band and the steamroller and everything yeah. goes over uh, the guy in the road who's flattened, you know, you just yeah. you just keep more and pile more on, and more pile on,
0: pile on, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah.
3: But, I mean, I think like what's ironic too is like that that one scene, you know, she's talking and the nuns are coming, they're approaching, and of course, every time like she looks over, she doesn't see the nuns and then he sees like the red tablecloth and like has like the seizure related to assuming that he thinks that it's Santa Claus right that's that's coming and like it's it's so bizarre because like like at the end of the day you completely understand as a viewer why this child would have this reaction to these things like this is not it makes complete sense. Like, of course, Ricky would be traumatized by the idea of nuns. He's been he's been traumatized, you know, and his brother was traumatized by being in this orphanage. Although, <clears throat> clearly, uh, we have an inconsistency as to how much time was actually spent in this orphanage because he is only like six or seven and yet at least 10 or 11 years had to have, have passed by by this point right um and and then the other thing is like with the santa claus like you know he witnessed his brother dressed up as santa claus get shot right so he's been through a lot
0: yeah and they're not they're not necessarily um giving that any any importance (laughs) No. <laughs> the Rosenbergs. It's... And then, the, so the next scene, the Rosenbergs are in with the nun, Sister Mary, and it almost feels as if they mm. want to return him because of that little incident at the um at, yeah on Main Street. It's,
3: it was really weird, though, because, like, when you listen to the dialogue, it was like, he at one point says, like, this is my son. I want to, like, and then you're like, but wait, is he really trying to return him or not? Like
1: Yeah, I- which side of the fence was he on? How much do you think they knew, though, about his backstory?
3: I think my they knew. take was that they didn't know.
1: Okay, they my didn't know and a lot I didn't
3: think that Mary Magdalene actually like she, it. Was seemed like she was trying to sweep it all under the rug. Like she didn't want to tell them, "Oh, his brother was a psycho Santa Claus killer." Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, they they wanted it would have come up. I
0: mean, but Ricky, I mean, Ricky's living with him now. I mean, it's one of the. Most you know the biggest moments in his life was when his brother was gunned down in front of him in a Santa suit. You know, not that long ago. So I think they, I think they know. But it's great, you know. It's something we can debate, and we will debate for years.
1: You know, the <laughs> file could have been sealed. And movies usually files are sealed. I love when files are sealed. Like, what can we do?
3: It's right, sealed. No, but they don't expect. Files. Like, wait, file is sealed, <laughs> and 6 year old will never speak of it again. Right. That's yeah. what six-year-olds do.
0: All right. This is my favorite. Ricky is intermediate. Ricky is coming up. Uh, he's around seventeen. <laughs> Stepdad has died. It's hit him pretty hard. <laughs> and um, so what do we? We have baby Ricky. We have eight-ish year old Ricky. Yeah. And now we have it, it, intermediate Ricky. Um, yes. You know, wh- whose age is so close to. Mate, like adult ricky that just have adult ricky's hair be a little different you know but no they got a a different guy who looks
1: very different (laughs) very different (laughs) completely different like personality look body type yes in one year it's fantastic that they thought that would work yeah and (laughs) freaking fantastic i can't believe even bothered to mention the ages at both 17 and 18 who does that plus you would have saved an actor if you just used one but it's so lovely and i but also like Intermediate.
0: maybe 18. they didn't have access maybe like eric freeman was not available suddenly you know like they did it all and they're like well we need this scene and like oh we yeah, can't get it, yeah, you know yeah yeah you might be right and um or also never you know they knew the the, the directors knew you know yeah the writer making the best tough
1: situation yeah
0: lee harry is a gosh darn genius and uh everything about the way that uh that this was made you know it's it's like what a what a fun project where lee harry is told here we got footage i want to use at least 30 minutes of this old movie write another movie around it and uh here's only this much money and this much time
1: go here's 10 days
0: you know i think that's the rumor of how long they had so
1: 10 days yeah
0: and he made a gosh darn your film yeah All right, so yeah, Mr. Rosenberg's dead. So now Ricky tells the doctor about how he's about to tell a story he's never told before. Ooh. Yes. The doctor's like, "Oh, really?"
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, he's out in the woods, taking a walk. Ricky is uh, holding a tree branch that slung over his shoulder casually. Did you guys notice that?
1: Yes. Yeah. I thought, what is he, is he? Is he is he like a hobo? You know, is that like a hobo stick with the? A... Yeah, that was weird. <laughs>
0: So he sees a couple bickering in the clearing. The man starts getting aggressive with the lady. She says, maybe I'm tired of you always grabbing at me. With your friends, it's real funny, but not right now. Which
1: Never funny. Less
0: funny.
3: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Not funny ever. (laughs) it's really oh, the 80s what when we were so misogynistic yeah. like
0: what is and, she saying is she saying it's funny for her when if when he does it in front of his friends or is she saying when he does it in front of his friends they think it's funny i you know what i, I
3: mean? mean i assume that i kind of assumed that like what she meant like oh when it's fun in front of his friends like it's he's doing it in jest or uh-huh, whatever uh-huh. and because no one was around this was serious but it doesn't matter yeah, it's just it's like one of those typical 80s like sexual harassment things that just do not play well today yeah,
0: yeah. especially but, I mean, now but that was it, it's like like what <laughs> Like, oh, when you aggressively paw at me in front of your friends, like, all right, you know, I'll let it go then. <laughs> I would I would dislike that I would think she would dislike that as much right. or more just from as a logic it's standpoint. Privately it's, done. You know what I mean? Terrible. I I would say
3: as a woman you dislike it always. Yes. Then it doesn't of course. matter with the context. Yeah. Like, just don't paw at me. So not not okay.
0: The man man's not about to back down. and this gives Bitty. This gives Ricky a flashback. Um, naughty, he says, as he looks on, which is great. Naughty is is, is fantastic every time yeah. it's naughty. After the girl fights back a bit, the guy decides to go get a beer. Ricky has slipped into the guy's Jeep, um, unbeknownst to the guy, and he runs over him multiple times, like forward, reverse, forward, reverse. And, um,
1: <laughs> so and, funny. And this woman, That's when it becomes sublime. Yes. Because it's forward or reverse. If it was just one, if it were just once, it wouldn't have been great. <laughs> that's a good
0: point. Um, and then Ricky, um, the woman thanks Ricky and then walks away, which is really good stuff, Charlie. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Because that's that's unexpected morality, and it's broad and it's comic booky, and you don't feel bad about Eddie's being run over. Of course, he was a jerk and everything, but the whole thing's such a mishmash of. Entertainment and comedy and weirdness—that it's like, yes. It's so many <laughs> it's not questions. Not even really a I horror mean, movie, there. It's I,
0: I feel like it was the first time for me that I was like, wait, like, how is she going to explain this to,
4: to the authorities? You know. <laughs> oh,
2: and then I—I I was expecting him to like salute her after she says yes. You know.
4: <laughs> it's so. Like, yeah,
2: no yeah, it's... problem, ma'am.
3: I think one thing to like, you know, like that it has to be emphasized is how, like. Ricky looks like a comic book hero. Like, yeah. he is, like, super built. Like, again, that clean, square-cut job. 80s, this, and
0: very 80s, too.
3: Yeah, very 80s. Like, just, he looks like that, you know, like the like the quarterback type. Like, you, you expect him to be this hero. So this whole scene, these, these scenes, especially the first moments where he's sort of talking about like his first murders, like there because there is this kind of moral code behind them, you you're not like horrified. Like this is such a bizarre movie because you're like, I I I see what he's doing. I'm I'm okay with this. Yeah,
0: like- exactly, yeah, totally. You understand, and, and in a way that um, it, it works much more. Ricky's murders are mu- more cartoonish, and and there's not. None of the grime, you know, even in the flashbacks to part one, there's a little bit of the grime going on there that you don't you don't see as much from this point on, I don't think.
3: Well, I said to Tom, I was like, because I, you know, because I was like, oh, it looks like they took all the boob shots from the first movie and inserted them into this one. (laughs) And then when they start Mm -hmm. this scene again, I was like, oh, more boobs. But actually, you do not see her. He tears at her shirt, but you don't actually see anything. Right. And I was like, oh, so, like, you suddenly get this, like, you can see the very clear, sen- like, the different sensibility two between the two films. Yeah.
0: And I'm sure <laughs> it was an edict, too, from the producers, you know? Every second of nudity is being um, recycled for part two, you know? Yeah. All right. In the insane asylum, the doctor notes that it was a red car, but then he can't see Ricky. And then Ricky pops into into this shot from directly next to him. Red car,
1: good point,
0: says Ricky. So good.
1: good. And think what they're working with here. I mean, we know Farley because we filmed in your apartment in Manchester. They've got this one small room with a fake looking window, and they got to make these two guys have some tension. Yeah, one liners, tension. Different. It's so well, so well done with so little time, and they, you know, they amp it up. It's fantastic.
0: Now Ricky is 18. He's got a job in a restaurant. Okay, so that that was Eric Freeman, right? The Ricky who drove the car over the guy, right? That was the the right Ricky.
1: No, that's the intermediate Ricky who drives the Jeep. Really? That's intermediate Ricky? Yeah. All right. Interesting. Yeah. It's funny. You know what's funny about intermediate Ricky? Last thing. I think he has a little lock of his front hair dyed blonde. Ah. And it could does, be wrong, Eric- but that seems like he seems so much more like a of a of a sensitive type person versus like how Ava's been mentioning the uh, football type of Ricky to come. But no, the first moment we see Ricky Eric Freeman is when he says, "I had to get a job. Yeah. My mom wouldn't pay for college," right. and he comes out wearing that white T-shirt in the alley, and it's yeah. just like shorthand for first job. Yeah, you like you come outside and you've got like your sleeves rolled up, and you're like into an alley, and it's perfect. It's Americana. (laughs) While he's
0: taking out the trash at this first job, he happens upon Rocco, who's beating up a guy who owes him money. Rocco states that he hopes the guy doesn't even pay up on Monday because he enjoys roughing him up too much. Then, um, oh no, Rocco, he pulls out a red handkerchief to wipe his face, and um, then he bumps into Ricky and tells him, get out of my way. So clearly Mm -hmm. that's going to set off Ricky. Um, you know, uh, Ricky throws him into a pile of trash, and then he stabs him in the stomach with an umbrella, right through the yeah. stomach with the umbrella, and then pops open the umbrella on the other side of him. Ah, oh, what a moment in film history, <laughs> huh, Tom? It is. Very nice. It
3: is a very good moment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it, it's it's I love it, but it's dubious too because it's not Christmas. The umbrella is multicolored. And then after that happens, it seems like they wanted to work so hard to have it rain
4: yeah,
1: right after the stab. So they're like holding on the body. Then the rain comes and it slightly washes the blood. And I'm kind of like, what's the it's not incredibly poignant, but it's hilarious, too, that they tried something like that. You know, meanwhile, back at the loony bin, the doctors
0: all worked up sweating, wiping sweat from his brow with, his, with a handkerchief um, that has a red letter uh... on it, which he quickly uh, gets rid of. Um, He's he's about ready to leave now because these two murders weren't previously known, Charlie.
1: I just give you props. I didn't recognize that red thing. I thought, oh, I just thought it was a letter. And also, I didn't recognize the bandana being red. I just, uh, I know Ricky doesn't like red, but I I forgot about these littler ones. I didn't notice that either.
3: Yeah, I wasn't fixating on that. Nice.
0: Ricky is (laughs) taking control of the interrogation, ladies and gentlemen. Tell me about Jennifer," says the doctor. Uh, Ricky initially refuses to talk, but then the doctor pulls out a headshot of Jennifer.
4: (laughs) So quickly, we
3: just say quickly. Like this is not like by headshot. He like this is actually like actress headshot. Right? Yeah,
0: glamour shot. Yeah,
3: picture of girl who was random girl that Ricky knew. Yeah,
1: this this is low budget movie tradition.
3: You, it,
1: it is, because they don't want to waste money on photos or prints, so they just use the actor headshot. In, you, one could write an essay on it in a in a, in a future book if one so desired.
0: Well, I hope one does. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so, Ricky, um, the the picture's all, all he needs to get back to the story. She's the only thing I ever cared about, he says. They met when uh, she hit him with her car, well, he was on his motorcycle. But how could he be mad at her? She was a knockout. That me cute, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the it's logistics, like a Hallmark movie. Yeah, the logistics of that are, at times I'm just like, <laughs> man, this some serious damage uh, should have happened it, it feels, but, yeah. but they're just in love. <laughs> love <laughs> conquers a <temple> all.
2: Bump. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we see shots of their love affair including some slow, artful shots of of the consummation of that affair. Uh that was my first time says Ricky. I thought it was Jennifer's too. Huh. That's gonna be a problem. Now they're at the movies. This is like the extent of their love affair. They meet. Uh, the movies. Is we, the movies. They, they, I mean, the movies is the most we see of Jennifer. All we otherwise we just see them making love, meeting, and then um,
1: motorcycle ride. That's kind of like a montage. All right, yeah. all right
0: good. Now they're at the movies, which. Um, Feels oh. very much like it's a
1: screening room, right? Like they yep. had access to a t- yeah a tiny not that good. It feels it feels smaller <laughs> and worse. No, but it's lovely, man. I mean, it, it's like they had they had four extras. It's like something we would try to do. They had four yeah. dang extras. They never show reverse, as far as I know. So you're not seeing the screen or, or like the trailer. That's you know the audio yeah. and everything. It's so cheap, but it's so it's endearing. so broad and endearing. simple and endearing. endearing. Yeah. yeah.
0: I really like you, Ricky," says Jennifer. "You're different. I don't know what it is." They're about to kiss until the jerk, um, a few seats behind them, starts <laughs> mocking them. And then she tells him, "This is the story of a guy dressed as Santa who kills people." So <laughs> and was- Ricky goes,
4: uh, "What?
1: <laughs> it's fantastic! So <laughs> great! It's so sophisticated." The- yeah, but it's so it's so comedy.
2: It's perfect, like because it's not even like acting, because it's it's what anyone would do in that situation, you know? (laughs)
4: Like,
2: what? (laughs) There's no way that that is true.
1: Yeah, it's
3: brilliant. I, I kind of enjoyed the fact that I was like, oh, so, like, this movie that has basically aired clips from the movie about the killer Santa... Is now also mentioning the movie about the killer Santa. And, like, I'm like, it's you know, clearly they were watching, gonna be watching Silent Night, Deadly Night, right? Like, there's no question. Yeah, the (laughs)
0: levels, yeah, lots of levels right there. in
1: uh, in terms of good, good sense of humor, lots of levels. It really is. I give them so much credit for a movie like this, you don't expect that
3: right i think one of the things that makes like the what redeems the movie cuz the the first half of the movie with all the flashbacks like you definitely see how like the first part was probably a lot like grimier, less fun yeah.
4: you know mm-hmm.
3: kind of kind of like mostly uh, all the things are kind of horrible and horrifying and all the characters are kind of horrible and horrifying but with part 2 like the the humor and the like and I think also just the like lighting in the second half of the movie is so much brighter yeah. and like you know the characters are all kind of cartoon characters and mm-hmm. so you kind you come off of it like you're you don't feel like dirty having watched this exactly. movie
1: exactly yeah yeah one hundred percent. I give Jennifer a lot of credit. She's up to Ricky, you know? Like, she's up to his level of, like, yeah. being, like, a model-type dream girl, and she's simple, and he's simple, and it's just they're well-cast, and, and they yeah. work well.
0: I'd rather watch a, um, a romantic comedy with the two of them, you know? With none of <laughs> yeah. them murdering. All right. Um, so we get a brief clip. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. I love the movie scene so much, but they did go to the trouble to write that sci fi trailer that's playing on the screen. Mm. And this is almost like a whole other level to this scene that Ricky is like infatuated with the sci fi. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. He's really you
1: know, into he's, it. Yeah. You know, is he into it? Be- because of the escapism or maybe a little bit of the space violence i don't know but it's just this extra level just like when tom's eastern european kind of character gets into the arcades yes that's that in slingshot cops that flashed through my mind that we (laughs) it's just like this extra thing and then it's gone but if you take a minute to appreciate it yeah it's uh it's another bonus for the fans or for the audience you know
0: we do get a brief clip of the movie they're watching, the Santa killing uh, situation. And um, while, uh, Rick, yeah. while Ricky, I think so. Am I right, Ava? I think yeah, we see the guy right. with a gun. You are, yeah. And Ricky says, punish, while he's watching it. And that makes him get up. While he's gone, Jennifer's old boyfriend, Chip, appears. <laughs> Just, like, appears. You know? Well,
3: he also gets up because the, other two, the two guys in the back are being, continue to be rowdy yes. throughout.
1: Yeah. So, yes, Charlie. Question about the two guys in the back. The one who's the real heckler, is he friends with the guy he's sitting next to? I think so, yeah.
3: I I kind of assumed he was because there was a lot of personal space encroachment.
1: But other than that, there's a lot of, like, who are you and what are you doing?
3: Yeah, well, because what was interesting was that the guy he kept talking to kind of seemed like he was, like, kept scrunching in his chair and like trying to get away from this guy yep so like you did have to wonder like is he physically trying to pull away because he's annoyed or is it because he's embarrassed like does so i get why the question is asked and he's older
1: and he wasn't dressed quite similarly didn't look like they would hang out it's a whole other movie going on there in the back that's a great question yeah very interesting
0: All right, so while he's gone, Chip appears, and Chip wonders why he hasn't seen Jennifer lately. And um, great news, I have the clip lined up where Jennifer's going to explain why. I'm trying to give you another chance.
4: Great. You stood me up.
3: You cheated on me. You ruined my best sweater. And I would rather die before I go out with you again.
1: Oh, ruin the best sweater! Nice. What a nice touch. Oh, I love that line. The detail, <laughs> and then it makes you imagine. Well, what happened?
3: It yeah. you know, <laughs> took you to ruin what? her best sweater. Yes, yeah. there are so many ways he could have done that.
1: I know, and I've, I've thought <laughs> of all of them.
3: <laughs>
1: so, so um, and it, Chip, Chip is—it's it, like movie shorthand for bad boyfriend and everything. Yeah. Just, the way that he shows up, how quickly it goes to there being antagonistic—it's great. It's so entertaining.
0: It's really good. What a nice touch. They must have been cracking up on the set when they when they were delivering that line. Uh, way to go, uh, Lee, Harry, uh, and and the rest of the crew. Ricky kills the annoying guy in the back of the theater
1: <laughs> <laughs> in a comic in a in a yes. scene that can only be described as done for comedy. Yes. yes
0: Hundred yes. percent. Um, and Tom, Tom had to step away for a second. You missed it. I played the clip about, um, how, uh, Chip ruined her best sweater. Uh, oh. what a great line, huh? Nice.
2: Chip. And, I love his name is Chip. Too. Oh yeah. He's
0: cliche, 80s <laughs> bad guy cliche from, uh, in every way, especially the name. All right. Um, so Ricky kills the guy on the back. Then Chip's girlfriend wants Chip to come back to her. And, uh, he says, I'll be home all summer to Jennifer before leaving. Now Ricky's back sitting on the other side of Jennifer, you know, like (laughs) (laughs) much like how he sneaks up on the uh, the doctor. Uh, He says he's beginning to like this picture. Um, Now they're on a walk together when they go by a car that Chip is working. Okay, so now what's this? She takes Ricky on a walk in Chip's neighborhood or does Chip just live near her? Um, You know, what what do you what's your theory on that, Charlie?
1: It's akin to uh, the earlier Santa Cat antler, Antlers Girl situation, yeah. where you're kind of like everybody's just near each other. Yeah. I I don't know. I I think it's just movie convenience. Yeah. I don't think she wanted to bump into Chip or anything.
0: Or or
1: why is Chip at
0: the movies? Like Chip is just suddenly like behind her in the movies. Like did she, you know? But th- that's yeah. part of the fun. Just like things just happen. Fun. Don't she question it.
4: Her.
3: I mean, I think with the movie. The scene in the movie theater like they couldn't give us any additional context because it would have clearly ruined the where like they it would have ruined that movie magic of like oh this is a theater and that revealed too much about what this room actually really was yeah um so like so everything happens like everything is super tight like those shots are really tight to the like actors' faces and stuff.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and with this, see, I mean, again, like I agree, it's, I don't think that she had any significant, she wasn't trying to get Ricky and Chip in the same room or same space together. It just movie convenience.
0: A lot of the, the stories is like the told with the logic of a story told by like a six year old, you know, where like, and then after the movie, they went for a walk. And then Chip was there working on his car, you know what I mean? Just like <laughs> totally. Yeah. Like, and that's good. All movies should be like that. Um so yeah, Chip's there working on his car. He continues to be rude asking Jennifer about the good times they had at homecoming and at the hayride. Oh no, Ricky is not going to stand for this. So he takes the jumper cables and fries uh Chip to death just like that. Um unlike like- yeah. Um, Charlie first,
1: and it's just another killing that is morally almost justified in comic book way and movie yeah. way. Mm-hmm. again, so you're watching this and you don't feel that grab. It's just like, oh man, they they amped up that jerkness level of that guy. And it's such a ridiculous way to kill somebody too, that it's <laughs> it's you know, getting into like looney Tunes kind of scenario, exactly. yeah,
2: that's what I was gonna say is like it's so ridiculous that he puts the the jumper cables in his mouth right and then he then he like, like he's laughing the but then he's <laughs> laughing back, but then he's got like so he's got this device that's like sending the <laughs> <laughs> he like he's he
1: adjusting it <laughs> to make sure it's it's strong enough, and it's so silly. <laughs> You're right, Tom. That that just takes it to a whole nother level. Actual inserts of let's dial this up. <laughs> he
0: knows exactly the only thing what to it do. That would have made it
3: better as if if Chip had braces, because then you would have had like the <laughs> yeah. oh, the wires conducting. <laughs> that
0: uh, that would have been nice. Yeah. Um, Jennifer's not happy, and and she says the words that uh that just break Ricky. He says she says I hate you, Ricky. And um, Ricky then decides that she needs to be punished. And then a great moment, a quick cut to Jennifer. She goes, uh-oh. You know, like the the realization that, like, wait, I've just yelled at this guy who's clearly a maniac because he it's just. It's so funny. <laughs> it's very funny. And then, boom, he kills her. I forget. Uh, how did he, like. Antenna from the car. Okay. Yeah, from behind. That's a cool shot. I kind of like it. She's running toward the camera. Then he come, uh, comes from behind her. So, again, in the same way that Chip just appears behind her seat at the movie theater, you know, a police officer is just there suddenly, you know? Um, And he says, uh, he tells Ricky to freeze. Ricky smugly just waits for him to get closer, you know? No funny stuff, (laughs) says the cop. Right before Ricky takes the, like, the, the cop's got the gun Pointing at Ricky, and Ricky just uses his superhuman strength to just turn the gun around so it shoots the cop right in the face. Again, uh, comic book, ridiculous, delightful.
2: It's like police police work 101 is don't get close enough so they can take the gun. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Now Ricky is in full psychotic mode. Oh, my God. And it's so much fun. The movie
1: reached, it this crescendo here. Yes.
0: It's oh. just
1: like...
3: Some guy. Every, this is like everything you ever wanted. Trash. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> Some guy comes out to see what all the noise is, and Ricky just shoots him. You know. <laughs> <laughs> then another guy is taking out his trash, and one of the great moments in film history: Ricky goes garbage day, <laughs> and then shoots him through the the trash can, and boom, that guy's dead. Now, now, at that moment, um. I think before the shot happens or, uh, either before or after on the VHS version, um, you can clearly see the whole, the whole crew in the background, right? Tom and Ava, did you guys note?
2: Uh, yeah, I do remember that before. Um, I didn't actually catch it this time, but I remember that. Did you see the- it, Ava? Did you see the, the crew? Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. and, and. In such a way, like you could tell the way they angled it, they were like, "Wait, the crew's back there." Well, let, just bring the camera down and point real high. Don't worry, you won't see them. And then the yeah. ratio was different for like a square TV versus, um, because in all the letterbox versions of the movie, it's not there. You know, and I yeah. miss. Although I did, I thought I saw one piece of equipment. Did you? Were you looking for it, Charlie? Was there one piece? I of- was
1: looking for it, and I, I don't. I the only thing I saw that I thought was kind of funny was the cones that are there for the, the the work area, like the safety cones. Mm. And I thought, oh, is that filming equipment? But I guess they were trying to play that off as construction equipment. But, you know, they're filming super fast. Ricky's walking down the street. They're pulling focus on him. He's turning. They're dollying. There's a lot going on right there in that street. So they must have said, hey, you could set up your craft service table back there. You're clear. Yeah. And then they had to try to make it work. But, and, yeah, uh, it's so, such a
0: great moment in the VHS version to just see a bunch of people yeah. just standing there, you know? Oh, during <laughs> At this...
1: this moment of yes! all moments. It's so <laughs> yeah. good. Oh, Ricky unleashed.
0: Yeah. Uh, Just, I, I mean... I cannot stress enough how, like I've seen it so many times that I'm a little desensitized to the greatness of, of this, these moments. Ava, I mean, what was going through your head?
3: I mean, it was like, it was very, like I was finally really kind of enjoying the movie. Like I would say that this part is definitely the strong, the back half of the movie is definitely stronger than the first half. Yeah. Um, but like, this movie mo- this murder montage is just really fun like yeah. for a horror movie like and it's in one of the things is like I don't necessarily love things that are too super gory like I am not the kind of person who's going to love Saw or those movies that are like torture horror stuff I don't enjoy that so these kind of like quick boom shot deaths are like you know where I kind of enjoy those more like I'm like, okay, dad, like, I don't need to think about these people suffering. <laughs> no, it's like you Wiley know?
1: Coyote getting an anvil yeah. dropped on yeah, him.
3: Exactly. Yeah. So Guy walks out fun. his door. Hey, what's going on? Boom. <laughs> and then
1: he's Mickey's laughing, and you're like, okay. It's the uh, tone is tone can change everything. And also, I guess, like you said, the visuals too. You're on to the next thing. And you're it's, not yeah, it's bright.
0: It's the middle of the day. You know, I like that it's the middle of the day. You you know, yeah. Everything about it is he's just laughing, you know, inspiring it's, it's and delightful. Yeah. All right, then a little girl rides. Her bike up to Ricky. Is he gonna kill her? No. Um, then Ricky shoots an oncoming car, saying <laughs> "Bingo" when he when it like hits like the engine or something, causing the car to then go up a mound of dirt. And and does it flip over? I can't remember. But it starts burning. I mean, just yeah.
1: And then it, it explodes and it's another red car. It's, oh, it's is it? Oh, I didn't pick up on that one. Chips. Nice. Uh, and uh, it's. Uh, I mean. I you know, it's like the whipped cream on the Sunday, just keeps coming. There's all yeah. this going on. Then you get a car flip with an
0: unbelievable explosion. <laughs> it's oh so much fun. Then uh, then he just walks right into the police barricade, which is just, just there, you know? Like the logistics I don't understand the, the logistics of anything that's going on. Just suddenly something appears. Again, with the logic of a six year old telling a story. Um -hmm. And then the the police barricades there, and immediately it goes from them be like, you know, drop your weapon, to immediate as he's about to, he's putting it, um, turning the gun toward himself, and then they're like, no, don't do it, you know, (laughs) and they're pleading with him so aggressively that is like, guys, I mean, this, this, let him, let him do it, right, Charlie? Maybe it's for the best. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but alas,
1: um, and what a transcendent moment. To just transition back to the interview.
4: Yes. You know,
1: like in terms of the the writing, the editing, it's just like it reaches this garbage day scene is off the charts. Ricky does the gun thing, and then you go back to the interview, and it's just like
3: there you go. Perfect
1: change of pace and tone. Let's listen to it. But hey,
0: that's life. he puts the cigarette out on the photo shi- of uh Jennifer. Sorry,
4: things worked out this way, Henry.
2: You only wanted to help. I appreciate the effort though.
1: But between you and me, Doc, I know who's the
4: blame.
0: All right. So we and it's revealed that he's killed the doctor. So now um so, i don't know what the security's like at this place but now he just is able to walk out the door charlie
1: a lot of sammy snyders in uh in his the way he speaks oh yeah a lot of attitude you know, yeah. i give him so much credit he, he he's so clear you know overly clear with his diction and his uh facial movements that everything he says he doesn't have a ton of lines in that interview but everything really like hits home everything is it, it, a lot of effort what goes into it
0: He's mm-hmm. the best. Yeah. Okay. Now we see a detective explaining the situation to Sister Mary Margaret. Uh, she is it the same actress? As far as we know, I think
1: so. As right. we know.
3: I thought it was Sister Mary Magdalene. Maybe well, uh, it's Margaret. Uh, I don't
0: know. I don't know. You're probably right. I don't. It's Sister Mary something. Yeah. I'm sure you're <laughs> right. She explains that Mother Superior has had a stroke, and the detective says, uh, "You know, he'd have to find her first. How could he possibly find her?" And <laughs> <laughs> okay, do strokes cause like um half of your face to turn into like um a demon face? Is that a thing? Anyone?
3: Tom oh, no. said it was the first instance of stroke causing leprosy yeah. that he, he ever heard of. I thought that she had been burned, so like I, but then I noticed that maybe yes, it did look more like leprosy.
0: That's never been. Ex- it's not explained. I mean, the only explanation is the stroke. And then like her face, but but that's fun too because again maybe a six year old would 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 do that if they were telling the story.
1: Yeah, and there's nothing that happens in part one at the end to her or anything. No, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, we see it. We see the last the end of part one where
0: just yeah. he's shot there. Um, yeah, I just went with it. I didn't understand it either. It's great. Okay, we hear um, Ricky <laughs> killing a Salvation Army Santa off camera, and then we see him making a phone call in the in the booth. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Santa's back, he says, <laughs> presumably to Mother Superior. So he did find her address quite easily. Um, <laughs> now at Mother Superior, you know what I like, too, is that they just race to the finish. There is no... You know, like, you look at a movie like Halloween 5, where it's just 30 minutes of screaming and darkness. I mean, they just, like, all right, end this. He's got to go go uh, seek revenge. Um, I
3: also, like... You're rooting for him. Oh
0: because yeah.
3: You hate yes, Mother yes. Superior. Like this is a horrible person. Right.
4: Yes, so it was yeah.
3: a very bizarre, you know, turn of events because most of the time in these movies you are not rooting for the killer to right. kill yeah. the last remaining survivor, right? <laughs> but in this movie you are like, Oh no no. He needs to he needs to kill her before this movie yeah. can end.
1: Yeah. Yes. Right. He's an antihero. He's not like a killer, you know? It's not yeah. like a slasher.
0: Now at Mother Superior's place, uh, she's watching a Christmas parade grumbling about how shamefully uh, they're making a mockery of the sacraments, which is n- a nice little touch there. Uh, and as I mentioned, for some reason, half of her face is horribly uh, damaged. Um, is that the same uh, actress, do we think, from the, the flashbacks?
2: I think so. It sounds yeah. like her.
0: Yeah, voice for sure, especially. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Ricky goes up to her door, which is number 666.
3: yes you know a lot of Uh, questions
0: a lot of questions about that uh he cuts through it with an axe and lets himself in he goes up to her room she fends him off for a bit then he breaks through the bedroom door he destroys the tv that's showing the christmas parade um as she tries to sneak away then she wheels herself to the stairs falls down just before ricky can get her she wheels herself into
1: the kitchen. Yes. And, uh, he, and he's really funny here, too. He's going around. Cause I, I wrote down, Mother Superior, I've got a present for you. <laughs> and he's just going around with the axe. And you're like, get her. This is fantastic. He's so, and he's smiling the whole time.
0: <laughs> and she, she says, Richard, you come and face me, for I am not afraid of you. You are weak, just like your brother. And like your brother, you must be punished. She's going, I mean, this there is no Santa. Didn't work with um, Billy, yeah. so she's trying a different approach. Um, Ricky, it's like trying
1: to talk talk, talk Jason talk uh, Jason and in how in uh, Friday Part Two uh, right. using using Psycho or something. Right? On yeah. yeah. Uh, he but ab- here it's fantastic. I don't even th- think it makes an iota of difference to Ricky. No. Oh, no. 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 Okay. How so great is that? The authorities arrive um, with
0: Sister Mary. And they find Mother Superior, um, and Sister Mary goes up to talk to her, but um, her head falls off um, because she's already... So Ricky has cut her head off and then put it back on, right? Yeah, Okay. just Mm -hmm.
2: just for the thrill of...
3: Yeah, he, like, staged it. Thinking
2: about what other people would experience.
3: (laughs)
0: This will give him a a thrill, yeah. (laughs) The authorities... um, Then Ricky appears, and he's shot down. What a tragic story. He's gone, (laughs) sister, it's over says the cop as the nun looks beside her to see Mother Superior's head, which causes her to scream. And then just for kicks, we get a shot of Ricky opening his eyes and laughing, and then a shot of like a hand with a knife coming at the camera, <laughs> just just for good measure,
1: right? No reason for that, Charlie. No right. reason for that That hand and knife. I have no idea. And maybe no reason for Ricky to come back alive for a second. Yeah. I don't know. Is that is that just... A temporary thing or did they think let's throw it in there just in case we want to do part three and we didn't want the last shot to be him totally dead right. I, I don't know. yeah
0: and there is a part three yeah. and ricky's involved uh, we've seen it haven't we and i have yeah. no i have no mm-hmm. memory of it though.
1: it's the one he's in the hospital
2: and like he has his brain exposed remember <laughs> yeah
0: he, dimly like, yeah
2: i don't remember is clint much howard like that. in that
0: one or in a different one
2: is it clint howard
0: yeah, isn't Clint Howard in one of them? Yeah, yes,
2: four. I think he's in four.
0: All right. Anyway, um, like I said, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's really good. I was ner- I haven't hadn't seen it in a in a while, and I expressed to Charlie that I was afraid it was going to be grimier than I remembered. For instance, Slumber Party Massacre three, one of my all-time faves. The last time I saw it, I was like, ah, oh, it feels sleazier than I remember. You know, yeah. but this one no. You know, yes, the the flashbacks much sleazier than the 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 stuff filmed for part two. But um, but it's you know it's even even still it's got a good vibe, upbeat, you know, fun, moving forward kind of vibe. R- Ricky's performance we're not doing it justice. It's so good. I mean, this character is an all time legendary character in all of film, and it, it's so <laughs> hilarious to watch. Um, and I, I very much, um, empathize with the, the job given to the filmmakers, you know, from, from the little we know about it, it's like, here's your task, uh, here are your limitations, see what you can do with it. And, um, th- I think they were out- outrageously inventive. Um, e- and I don't even like to, to, you know, take, you know, say, well, we'll give them points because of the limitations, you know, but I, I feel like all creative endeavors should be, uh, a, Done this way quickly and um, efficiently, and and just uh, and 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 um, boldly. Like I, I, you know, I can't say enough good things about *Silent Night*. <laughs> this Deadly is Night like Part the
3: embodiment two. of marathon living. For yeah,
0: you. yeah, yeah. All of our movies are heavy. I mean, *Freaky Farley* <laughs> op- is, you know, it's the same exact structure as, as <laughs> *Silent uh-huh. Night*, *Dylan Night* too. Um, you know, watch *Freaky Farley* again, Ava, and you're like, oh, they completely the exact structure (laughs) Uh, tom give us your thoughts
2: well it's good to bring that up right because it's it's the same structure but freaky farley is much more of a cohesive story and that that's the thing like in my mind you know i remember ricky obviously and all the moments of of glory and just the, the the fun vibe but watching it with with ava for the first time and Trying to view it as uh, a film from end to end, like with a story,
4: mm-hmm.
2: it it's it's less uh, satisfying. It's, it's less cohesive and yeah, satisfying than Freaky Farley would be, because it doesn't it doesn't really as a whole like the parts are great, but as a whole, it doesn't really make a lot of sense.
0: Right, because we had control over what happened in the flashbacks. Right. Yeah, and what's lucky for them
1: is it's the second half. Right. And in, in any movie, if you have a really good ending, you know that's what you you leave on that high. Yeah, and you get point. 40 minutes of Eric Freeman on the top of his game. Uh, there isn't a scene that's not memorable with oh, him. There's no. not a throwaway, you know? Yeah. Was, and uh, and um, I think it was so far ahead of its time that people didn't even understand it when it came out. He thought he did a bad job, and people just thought, oh, this is cheesy. People have caught up to that kind of movie now and he's you know a demigod. Yes, you know he's loved. everyone loves this. and we saw it in its original environment. I mean, we saw this before this was a thing on the internet. We saw yeah. blind rental from the video store, right. So um, you know we we took it and enjoyed it then. but um even now, it just stands out among a lot of the movies that came out around its time, including others of this series. By being a lot funnier, a lot less grime, it still delivers, like, entertainment and, you know, a little bit of that Christmas horror, but it just doesn't make you feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, um, yeah, and it, yeah, it never delves, the psychology is always so on the surface. I mean, you know, they're not getting deep. uh, Red makes them freak out,
4: you know? uh, Yeah. Red
0: and misbehavior, and, and. And we're not even gonna stick to that uh, <laughs> that closely, you know. Or someone taking out their trash, you know. So you, yeah. Know, you yeah. know. Yeah. Ava, what are your what's your review so of this good. movie?
3: So, I think like it was hard. So like the first forty minutes are a slog. Like it's it's. I was like, I kept saying to Tom, so I was like, no. So seriously, like this is all from the first movie, and he was like, yes, and I was like. I don't understand why this is happening. Like why why mm-hmm. is this happening? Why am I rewatching this? And you know like there are limitations to that sort of flashback structure which is further compounded by the fact that all these flashbacks happen to another character. Right.
4: So yeah.
3: Just, I was like I was I spent the first half of the movie being like I don't understand why any of this is happening or why we have to rehash any of this. Or why this makes any sense to rehash? Because, like, there is no no reason for like you know when I mean, and this is a problem a lot of times with many flashback scenes is that who, because there's a story that that a character wants to like that that the author or some someone wants to tell to insert to like explain something down the line or explain something about the current character but often times what they, they a lot of times they don't they, they don't work because you 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 are taking on other people's perspective because there's no way to tell the story with without those other perspectives yeah. except that the character who is telling the story wouldn't actually have access to that perspective yeah so-
0: i i think some of that i think when once you've see, when you watch it again and you know the heights to which the Ricky character will go, then you sit back and you watch the first half just appreciating the subtleties of, of Ricky, you know? Like, just the way he delivers the lines and the voiceover, yeah. the, the back and forth with, with the doctor. Like, those become even more enjoyable the more... Like, when you're first watching it, Ricky isn't a, a titan of, um, of, of film yet. I, no, I think.
3: well, because that first half, it's like he's only there for those minimal scenes, and then you're flashing back to all these other random characters who don't actually have a lot to do with the actual story that yeah, but, is going to happen it's, in the present.
0: It's mild. It's pretty entertaining. It's the best parts of part one. You know, I mean, it, it's.
3: Well, I mean, I figured that out.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> it, it's like watching a small time magician try to fool you doing something and you can see maybe the dove behind the little box or you can see his trick and you're like oh that's what he's he's trying to make me believe that that's happening it's not working but this is delightful (laughs) and that's the whole other level of this movie that you're like oh my god they tried to write another brother into this scene and explain it this way that is delightful and It's like Farley said, the second time around, you know, you're like, just wait for it. Just wait (laughs) for the movie theater scene, for the date scenes. Just wait for it. And then Garbage Day. Ah, ah. Yeah, Garbage Day is
0: something else. Oh, my goodness. Even
1: the guy before Garbage Day. I almost like him better now. Hey, what's going (laughs) on?
0: Yeah, I know. That guy. Yeah, that guy hasn't gotten his due. He's
1: like way up, wearing a football jersey. He just comes out on his porch. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah i definitely think though the movie does like take a turn it kicks up a notch in its enjoyment factor as soon as we transition into ricky's part of the story yeah. um i mean at first i was still a little like uh when we got like younger ricky and but then once he started to getting to murder ricky it was all good yeah yeah
0: <laughs> and you know i mean most movies are boring most of the movies we review are boring for you know an hour of the 90 minutes are boring you know like i i i <laughs> yeah. wasn't bored you know and, and tom you know tom points out the the lack of a, a traditional arc and yeah but i mean i don't know i used to watch a local public access show that just showed clips of horror movies and i was content it would just show random clips for an hour and yeah. in, in terms of just sitting back and w- watching whatever you know I, I mean, well, I'll, I'll watch a few, some of the best moments of Silent Night, Deadly Night Part One before Part Two starts. Forty minutes later, sure, you know.
3: <laughs> I I also have to say that what is nice is that in those forty-eight minutes of like new plot, mm-hmm. it moves at a quick pace. Oh yeah, it's like you know, you're not that doesn't drag at all. It takes you through this, and you you know, like this this kind of story of like how I became. This murder, and now I get my ultimate revenge on this sort of bane of my childhood, which is this evil mother superior character.
0: Yeah, yeah it yeah. does not waste a second. <laughs> it like seriously, it's like a, a, a
1: master's he's, class.
3: He's like the Terminator
1: of- at the end there. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, and there's something a little robotic about his live delivery. So <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Oh.
0: now did I? We we watched this for shock December. Uh, didn't we watch it in college too, or just Charlie and I watched it in college? Or am I imagining this? Did we watch it first in college? We I might had have seen friend, it. I, mean, I had but... seen it already before part uh, before yeah. December. I know that much. But uh, yeah, it's 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 legendary. Tom, was that your first time when we saw it in oh in one? I can't. I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, I, just curious. I was as much familiar
1: with just the video box, cause this is, you know, this is controversial, and it was iconic. Seeing that video box with the Santa and the axe of, of yeah. parts one and part two, I always knew it existed, and I was a little scared of it, you yeah. know. But, but
0: it's uh... it's so cartoonish. It's so inventive. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, you know. Again, maybe maybe I'm I'm delusional, but I just think it's like, uh, it's
1: done by really intelligent people who, uh, who sense of humor, yeah, creative. I mean, ten out of ten. I, I'm trying to think of something to say that I'm like, I mean, there's nothing that's bad. It's just like wow, I liked it even more maybe this time. Yeah, maybe because I was doubly worried that I was like, oh, I liked it so much then, I might not like it that much now. It flew by. It, it flew by. So yeah it
0: really did. Yeah. So, I can't say enough good things about Silent Night Deadly Night Part 2. Um, so any any other thoughts or are we good?
1: Uh, do you yeah. have the book there, Tom? Did we 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 gave uh, it good I mean, it instantly won us over. And a quick note, when you're watching, you know, 21 horror movies or whatever and this comes on, talk about a little pick me up. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. when you've got like dark scenes and unmemorable characters and then you've got Ricky's Rampage. Yeah. And, yeah. and, it's, great. and it's
3: brightly lit. Yes. I mean, this is like another reason. One of the reasons I like The Mutilator, too, is because it's like a brightly lit
4: mm-hmm.
3: horror movie for like a good chunk of time. Because there's so many horror movies where I'm just like. I can't even see what's happening. Yeah. It's, it's so more dark.
1: sophisticated to brightly light it, just yes. like Psycho. And you know, it's the it, the simplest, simplistic way is to think each shot needs to look spooky or creepy. But that's not the thing. It, the The thing is seeing the woods for the trees. You know, it's it's not like you just want to have this shots creepy. This shots creepy. This is dark. It's the whole thing, you know, and they uh, they were brave and they just trusted it and did it.
4: Yeah,
0: it is superb. Um, Got I've I've sent e- fan emails to the director, you know, I I mailed him a DVD of Freaky Farley just because I appreciate him so much, and uh, he was nice enough. I think he wrote back once or twice, and then then the restraining order came. <laughs> um, but anyway, God bless uh, everyone involved in this movie, and. Um,